Do I believe Jesus when he says, the good life really is the generous life? I, I don't just earn so that it all terminates on me. I earn so that I can be a conduit of these things, open-handed with these things, so that Jesus can put these things into my hands, that they flow out of my hands into his purposes in the world. And uh, if that's the good life, we all need a lot of help in yeah. reforming our hearts Absolutely. to believe that. Yeah. Because, man, I, I wake up in the morning believing the good life is the greedy life. That's where I start most mornings. And I need my heart continually reformed by a different good news and a different good life from this. You know? Stonegate, great to uh, be with you for uh, another episode of Life Around Stonegate and uh, just kind of following through where the Lord has had our church over last month in our uh, Follow Me uh, sermon series. And this has been a, a great month for us. Uh, I really can tell the Lord is doing all sorts of uh, amazing things in our church yeah. family. So we got Dave here to talk uh, with us today and Rodney and Jimmy. So uh, <clears throat> we really just want to uh, first recap a little bit of some of the things we saw from Sunday uh, that God was doing in our church. It was a yeah. very memorable, significant day uh, as we had a commitment Sunday. And yeah. uh, just saw folks say, I want to take this step of following Jesus for the next two years in generosity. So uh, mm -hmm. what comes to mind? Uh, what stuck out to you guys? Uh, what was, what would you leave that day feeling mm. uh, commitment Sunday wise? Yeah. Uh, I was encouraged, man. I, you know, f uh, there was a, a number of moments that I saw folks who, obviously commitment Sunday is the, moment where we're making those pledges saying this is what I'm going to be all in for you know in the next couple of years and I saw so many faces of folks who I even know just pastorally speaking have been wrestling and 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 praying through and and kind of struggling with this whole thing and what God would have for them financially and in mm -hmm. faith and all that and I'm watching them walk up you know with their family in yeah. tow and uh give and make that pledge and I know that moment for them uh, has more weight than even other folks in the room. Like, and what an act of faith that was. And I saw, I've got a number of memories I'm thinking about right now from that, uh, uh, from that Sunday that was like that, that caught, this is not just a money thing. This is a faith mm. in Jesus yeah. thing for yeah. you. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful that, that I get to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. You bet. Dave, what do you feel on a day you, like you that? You know, I was yeah. at the back, you all yeah. were up front and, uh, just watching people. There were so many tears mm. going through the sanctuary, and I think that, under what you're saying, Jimmy, I think it was a incredibly moving day for our people. I think we've been in this uh, conversation for quite a while, and uh, just talking to people, I think this landed on them in a way that they really began yep. to understand this is for eternity. This isn't for this moment. It's for eternity. Mm -hmm. And as you said, I think you could really see it on the faces of our people. Yeah. And it, it, was a, it was a great, yeah, great morning. Yeah. Yeah, there are... Uh, there's so many things on a morning like that that have a way of just sort of bubbling up in me. Uh, I feel such a um, uh, mornings like that are so humbling uh, because I know that what's happening in that room are people are having profound experiences with the Lord, and uh, that that is that is such a humbling thing to watch happen in front of you. And I know for many of you watching, that happened uh, on Sunday. Uh, you had a moment with Jesus, and these moments really do have a way of changing our lives, and that feels yeah. so humbling to yeah. get to watch that. Yeah. I feel such a level of gratitude uh, to be a part of moments like that and to be uh, one of the pastors in a church like this. I, I feel so thankful for that. And uh, Jimmy used the word encouraged a minute ago, and I, I feel so much of that 
uh, you know, part of what's happening on Sunday is it is a church saying, Jesus, you have things in front of us, and we are willing to sacrifice to see those things happen. And uh, man, I, I am so willing to give my life to a group of people and with a group of people who we're all have our hands stacked on that. Um, man, th those moments are the moments in life. They're the moments. Yeah. So I, I left so encouraged yep, on sure. Sunday. For but sure. Ryan, how about yeah. you? You know, uh, I, I just, and James 2 reminds us that faith without works is, is dead. And so when you get to see faith in action, and mm -hmm. I, I don't begin for a second to uh, underestimate what an incredible act of faith that was for so many uh, to make a commitment, yeah. Yeah. to step into that. I mean, yeah. that, that was a lot of faith for folks. Yeah. Yeah. To truly listen to the Lord, uh, to, to trust um, uh, to trust Jesus and say, yeah. Lord, I want to follow you. I've heard your voice. Yeah. I believe you're a good shepherd. I know you want good for me. Yeah. And uh, I want to walk by faith. Uh, yeah. y you know, uh, we've talked a lot about just as far as like a lot of the initiatives we're doing. And I, I've, I've just had such trust the Lord's going to put all those pieces together. The thing that often causes me the greatest angst, pastorally speaking, is that if we're a church that really, um, we, maybe we just hold something back from truly experiencing all that Jesus has mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. And so I just saw people, a lot of folks going like, I want yeah. I want to go after yeah. all that Jesus has for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so true. Yeah. And there's um, there's a sobriety yeah. inside of that too. You know, I, I will say this is a testament in some ways to um, to you, Rodney, and, and Dave, and a lot of the folks that have been around Stonegate since almost the beginning of like, there's been a sequence of good leadership around Stonegate. And I think that uh, with that, there's a lot of trust people have here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think we should take that for granted. Yeah. And there's a sobriety that comes yeah, with that. So I feel a weight that. of like, man, people are, are looking at us as a church and saying, we believe in what, where we're going and what we're doing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I really feel uh, a weight of that. Yeah. You know, an, another thing Sunday too, and this is, you know, just on a personal side for me, and I, I we all, uh, all of us could speak to this too, but, uh, you know, this is a moment of, of deep sacrifice in Laura and I's life. Uh, this was a moment where we have been wrestling with the Lord for months now on clarifying what that number is that would take us down into a deep place of faith and what would cut into our life where uh, we could look at that number and know deep down that is sacrificial generosity and there is faith attached to that. And, uh, you know, there's all the feels with that moment. Uh, I think this is part of why uh, it's a profound moment with the Lord, because you do have all the feels. This is where faith actually is showing up and really counting yep. in your life. Yep. And, um, and so I just feel the mixture in, uh, on a day like that of uh, one part fear and then like five parts just deep gladness of, uh, man, Lord, here I am. And you mean more to me uh, than what I'm giving. You mean more. I love you more uh, than this. And uh, so I felt that too, of like, just on a personal level, a, uh, a tingling of, oh gosh, God, you're going to have to show up in my life. Yeah. And, uh, and just such a, a gladness to be in a place where I could, with an open heart, say, if this is what you're asking, I'm, I gladly, yes, I'm in yeah. for that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll say this to you, Rodney. Uh, I think your willingness to walk this out over these last months, the thing I felt really uh, on Sunday morning is just thankful. Mm. Uh, you know, our hearts get hard. It's hard ground to plow. We're used to mm -hmm. working in a certain manner. And just being reminded over these last months, truly every single thing we have is God's. Yeah. And we forget that so quickly yeah. because our own mentality is every single thing I have is mine and I'll share yeah. a little. Yeah. That's not God's mentality. And I yeah. think, you know, I just walked out of there Sunday thinking, I am so thankful to sit under teaching 
uh, that would break that free from my own heart mm-hmm. where my hand wants to be open. And uh, I can't imagine a church that wouldn't address the things that we see throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, those principles are, are huge. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, I love what you did during these last many months. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it really has been a joy. And, uh, you know, every, one of the things I say to people when we're talking about preaching is like, man, every sermon you preach better be preached to yourself first, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, and man, I felt so much of that over yeah. the last few months of, uh, man, here are the very things my heart needs mm-hmm. uh, more than anybody else's heart. Uh, I need these yep. things. And yep. yeah, so it really has been a joy to watch. You know, through. I think that's an interesting thing to uh, maybe unpack for a second. But what is the value of spending a, a concentrated amount of time having a, a season where you do focus on generosity? Like, why is that important mm-hmm. for a church to do? I mean, uh, there are easier things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so, no. <laughs> no. I, don't think, I don't think that's true. I actually just thought that's how you grow a church. You just talk about money. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, why, why do this? Yeah. Why spend the time? Like, um, what, what, what is the reason that, that we think this is an important thing for us to do if we're really going to shepherd and care for people well? Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll jump in on that, and you guys feel free to round it out, but... Uh, I, I think every pastor has to, on the front end of coming into ministry, I think he has to wrestle this thing down of how do I feel about that question that you just asked? And, uh, and here's the way I've personally uh, wrestled that down is by saying, uh, I don't think I can be a faithful pastor if I am scared to talk about this issue. So, uh, so I think that's like, do you, do you believe that? Convictionally, do you really believe that's true? Uh, you know, we talk about this a lot, but uh, there's 2,350 verses in the Bible about money and possessions. Roughly 15% of everything Jesus talked about had money and possessions around it or linked to it. So this is obviously a huge issue, and it's a huge issue in the Bible. God makes it a big issue, giving it a lot of real estate because he knows money and possessions really are a ruthless competitor for the affection of our heart. And if that's true, if money is one of those sort of core central ways idolatry is working out in our culture, to avoid issues like this would be uh, pastoral malpractice, you know? Yeah. So I think there is like, you've got to wrestle down. This is part of what it means to be faithful to people. Uh, I, I just said this a minute ago, but it's like, here are the sermons my own heart needs. Yeah. And we all need uh, the Bible to address us in these ways. So I think that's the first. And I think there are a lot of pastors who get locked up in fear, knowing that when you talk about this, it's going to be hard and you're going to sort of uh, hit the bees hive. And it's just going to be a lot of pastoral care around it. So I think that keeps a lot of pastors from doing it. And I also want to empathize that if fear is one of the ditches that I think a pastor could fall into, uh, the Bible also has a category of I'm preaching about these things for my own personal benefit. And that is also a danger. Uh, And people uh, oftentimes have experienced those sort of abuses uh, among pastors in their life. And those are two ditches. And and I would say that both of those are wrong pastorally. They're both pastoral malpractice. But there is a road to walk on for a pastor who's trying to be faithful and biblical and uh, with Jesus uh, as they're shepherding a group of people. And that does mean talking about these things. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... um... Uh, for me, it's theological. The, the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. So do we want our own hearts and our people's hearts uh, tempted by all sorts of evil or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot serve two masters. I can either serve God or I can mm-hmm. serve wealth, but I can't do both. 
yeah. Matthew 6.24. So either that's true or not. If that's true, then, uh, then there's like heaven and hell at stake, yeah. eternity at stake, yeah. my joy at stake, Jesus getting maximal glory at stake, me ruining my life or not at stake. Like these are theological things. So like um, to, to Ronnie's point, I mean, the Bible talks so much about it because it is an actual spiritual existential threat to your everlasting joy. Yeah. Uh, you get this wrong and 10,000 things are wrong downstream. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't, do, do, do I actually care as your pastor about you? Because if I do, then I have to talk about money mm-hmm. because it it is a, uh, like you said, a ruthless, ruthless competitor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so true, so yeah. true. And I, I just think too, like, uh, if we don't, the world will. Yeah. So it's the not world like is. The world yeah. Is not yeah. That's right. About this subject, so I just look at it another topic of like, if you surrender this terrain as a pastor, you're just <laughs> like, I'm point. not going to do it because. Yeah. I'm afraid it's icky or, or, or whatever, yeah. or I might be misunderstood, or they might get the wrong impression. You're basically saying, I'm going to let someone else form the people of my church. Yeah, that's so true. And as a pa- how yeah. can you say that as a yeah. pastor? I'm going to let yeah. the mm-hmm. world win. I'm going to let the world's values and worldview and formation project win yeah. uh, over what Jesus would have. Yeah. And, and I think it's, I mean, as Rodney was saying a second ago, I think it starts with everyone who would aspire or, or even have like the, the, the timidity or even just the, the, uh, the desire to be a pastor to, to apply it to yourself, to first yeah. go like, man, do I deeply believe this matters in the formation of people? And if you yeah. do, then you gotta be willing to open your mouth and say what Jesus says. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'll add to that too. I uh, like what Elkhorn said, five minutes after we have passed from this earth, we're gonna know what was important. Yeah. And if we're not taught what is important, sending things into kingdom, building things for God's glory. That moment we cross the threshold and say, wow, I didn't use those things. That's going to be a sobering moment. And I think when this teaching begins to penetrate our hearts, we begin to realize I want to use his things for his kingdom. That conversation is going to go a whole lot better at the end of it. Not in a guilty fashion, Mm -hmm. because I think the Lord is going to love us no matter what, but he's going to say, I gave you these things to do the things in my kingdom and you either did them or you didn't do them. Yeah. And I think sometimes without teaching on this, without addressing these things head on, mm-hmm. we fail to do that. We don't think about it. We're too caught up in our own lives. And I think that's what's been so good over these last few months of just bringing us back to these things are important. There will be a day where you stand in front of the Lord. And you will know moments after you cross what was important. That's right. So I think it's incredibly great to yeah. think through these things. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ryan, you mentioned how our culture really is forming us in these ways. And uh, the, the essential message that our culture is forming us in is the good life is uh, the greedy life. It's the good life really is like the, the good life as our culture sees it, the life that you want, that's gonna, you're gonna flourish, sure. is I earn more so that I can spend more, or I earn more so that I can save more. But that is really our cultural kind of definition of the good life. And Jesus just sees it different than that. Uh, You know, when Paul's quoting Jesus, he says from Jesus, it's more blessed to give than receive. And it's just, those are like one of those verses that you just have to wrestle with. Do I believe that? Do I believe Jesus when he says, the good life really is the generous life? I don't just earn so that it all terminates on me. I earn so that I can be a conduit of these things, open-handed with these things, so that Jesus can put these things into my hands, that they flow out of my hands into his purposes in the world. And 
Uh, if that's the good life, we all need a lot of help in yeah. reforming our hearts Absolutely. to believe that. Yeah. Because, man, I, I wake up in the morning believing the good life is the greedy life. That's where I start most mornings. And I need my heart continually reformed by a different good news and a different good life than that, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it for a second, we've preached on it years ago. Uh, I would encourage folks to go back and listen to it. But the Beatitudes really are almost a, 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 a kingdom of God charter or constitution in comparison to the world of saying, this yeah. is what the good life is. Yeah. And I forget it almost daily. So I'm like yeah. riding that boat too, yeah. like trying to yank my heart and soul back yeah. into alignment with the ethics and the charter of the kingdom of God yeah. and not of this world. Yeah, so and true. And that is, I mean, that is only the work of the Spirit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, so I true. I never get yeah. there yeah. on my own, but yeah. I'm like, Lord, give me the faith again to believe that that's the good yeah. life. Yeah, and you know, part of part of what a culture is doing is it's, uh, it's making you sleepy to what it's doing and what it's teaching, you know? So uh, I'm reminded of this quote by John Stott where he says, uh, you know, I, I think people in our current culture are going to look back in a couple of hundred years from now, and they're going to look at us with disbelief of like, that's how you saw money and possessions. This is the way you were operating with money and possessions. And then he uses this analogy, much like we in our day and age would look back uh, this, you know, 16th and 17th century uh, at slavery, that you have just a group of people that are blind to the thing that is. And he's like, that same blindness is in and around money and possessions now. Uh, it's, we're, just, we're just sleepy to how Jesus sees these things because our culture has done such a great job informing us to how it sees it. Yeah. Yep. Dave, let me ask one more uh, question to you in this subject. It's, it's slightly on the same topic. But I think one of the things that really helps us, and I've seen you excel at, is uh, theological vision. So, like, I think what's when I've seen you step in a lot of generosity, you, you, it's almost like you spend time meditating on what will be because of your generosity. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a theological imagination of going, like, yeah, I can see the impact. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think the, significant, the significance of that is? It's like, okay, well, I want to give. But I think also setting our minds and our hearts of going, hey, I can see a lot more people meeting the Lord because yeah. of this. I can see a lot more students having their lives changed yeah. because of Church is being planted, yeah. This yeah. occur. I mean, you, you're such a vision guy. I'd love to hear how that maybe plays out in your life when you see generosity, yeah. but also linked to what it's going to accomplish yeah. and bring about. Well, you know, I was, to me it's pretty simple. I feel forgiven of so much I can't tell you, and I'm not going to walk back through life, but I wake up every day humbled that the Lord would love me enough to, to redeem mm -hmm. me. So that's the start for me. And then I recognize how incredible a gift that is yeah. and what I've been forgiven of. And then it just inspires me to say, other people need this. What can we do as a church? Where, where are the things we can impact? Yeah. Uh, how many people can we disciple or moms can we help or uh, missionaries can we send around the world? I mean, that's, that's the question at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. What are we called to do? It's kind of the whole conversation we have. And the things we have, they're his. Yeah. And it's exciting to me. I'm like, I don't know what the end result is, but, man, I just want to be part of what that looks like. And I think anything you do, and I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, anything you do, you have to have a vision, I think, to where could this go? What, what should we be looking mm -hmm. at? And then ask God to, to bless that in the way mm -hmm. that he wants to bless it. So I, think it's a, I do think it's a process. Yeah. I think you have to start, though, from the premise of, man, I deserve nothing. Yeah. And I've been given a lot. Yeah. And where... Where can we put these things? Where can we plant them in kingdom to make a huge difference? Yeah, and I think I that. that's the thing I've loved about Stonegate. Uh, gosh, we're just doing so much of that. And mm -hmm. the thought of where are we 10 years from now, you know, it's, 
it's a staggering thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that conversation I said a little bit ago, standing in heaven one day with the Lord and seeing these things that we're investing in now, 50 years, 100 years, 200 years, I don't know, 1,000 years from now, things are still resonating from that. Mm -hmm. And that's, man, it just thing. vibrates in my soul. I can't <laughs> help it. It does. It just uh, gets in like, what? Yeah. What are you going to give us an opportunity to be part of? Yeah. You know, and, and so I think true. to your question a minute or your statement a minute ago, man, the tool I always want to be is a pipe open-ended on both ends where yeah. stuff flows through. Yeah. And I think without good teaching on these things, we become a bucket or a yeah. bowl. You know, yeah. it doesn't flow through. Yeah. It gets you stopped bet. up. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting later in life than you guys are. And just the thought of what can we do in the next 30 years for his mm -hmm. kingdom? How many people can we impact? And, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's a, a valid yeah, a valid yeah. goal. You yeah. bet. So. You know, one of the other things too, Ron, when I think about like why should pastors engage in in this uh, kind of area of life for all of us, uh, money and possessions? Uh, one of the reasons is also because uh, God has in His providence connected ministry and money. Like these two things go together on some level. Like it doesn't matter what ministry you want to talk about. We could be talking about the wonderful uh, ministry at First Look, uh, saving babies. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't get any more precious than that ministry, amazing ministry that they're doing. And here's the thing about First Look. They'd be the first step. It takes money to yeah. do that. Yeah. It takes a building. It takes facilities. It takes people. It takes all the things to make that ministry happen. And it doesn't matter what ministry we want to talk about. It takes money to do that. And God has designed it that way. Uh, and I think the reason God has designed it that way is because he knows now when his people give, uh, it's pulling their hearts into these things. Uh, this is Jesus in Matthew 6, where he says, uh, where your treasure is, there your heart is going to be also. Like our heart has a way of following our generosity and our open-handedness. And if we're going to care about the things of Jesus, he wants us to be giving to those things so that our heart gets pulled into them. So I just think it is the reality of how God has set up things to work. And so... Um, Every pastor has to embrace, this is a part of what it means to pastor people, if that's how it works, is God has things for us to do. Yep. Those things are designed by God to require money to do them. And therefore, we all get to give to yep. those things so yep. we can see those things happen. And you could be in a church and that not ever come up. It just means that church is not going to do the next things that Jesus has put in front of them. Uh, but for a church to do those next thing, it's going to require these conversations and these moments in the life of a church where we all are saying, here is the next thing. Let's go get it and let's sacrifice to see it happen. And that's the kind of church I want to be a part of. I, I want to be a part of a church saying yes to everything Jesus sets in front of them, knowing that's going to cut deeply into my life, our life, our church's life, sacrificial to, to get those things accomplished. So I just think that is a part of what ministry in the providence yep. of God is designed to do. Romans, this is like one of my favorite illustrations of this. Romans, you could say a lot about the book of Romans. It's like one of the most theologically condensed books in the Bible. It's kind of the whole Bible in one. But here's another thing you could say about it. It's a support letter. It's Paul having yeah. ministry in front of him yeah. that, that needs to happen. Here are things that Jesus wants to do. And that took money to, to do that. So he is writing a letter so that a church would give money to do that thing. And I think that's a noble, wonderful thing for any church to do is to find great things in front of you and then call people to let's go do yeah. the things. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. humbling to get to be part of that. It's so yeah. humbling. It's such yes. a great thing. It's a great yeah. story we're in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm not reading Romans anymore. <laughs> Money grubbing <laughs> Paul. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Uh, uh, all right, one last thing, yeah. and uh, we'll wrap up. Uh, we got so many incredible updates to uh, share with you guys here soon. 
Uh, we have Celebration Sunday actually yeah. coming up March 24th. 24th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing yeah. day. Uh, yeah. Sorry, marketing calendars for that. But yeah. uh, let's give people a reminder of like the construction timeline. Yeah. Where are we at with that part of uh, the Follow Me initiative as far as like uh, expanding the, the building? What's the timeline? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are looking at May 1. Uh, we'll get started on the auditorium and the kids area that we're expanding to kind of be um, uh, kind of si our kids ministry to size it appropriately for our new auditorium. And then uh, we're looking at June 1 to start the patio enclosure. So we'll have a good place for connections and all that work to happen and to uh, start on the student side of the building. So kind of a May 1, June 1 start. So, yep, here we're, we're right here we there. Go. And Ryan, you mentioned March 24th. And one of the questions that people have been asking over the last you know 24 hours is, um, where are we right now, uh, number-wise? So the secondary goal, uh, not the primary, but the secondary goal uh, was $15 million to get all of this, these things accomplished over the next couple of years. And where are we? And we thought this would be the time to give that. We're excited. Yeah. So that number is. Let's say it together gonna be given on march 24th so gotcha. we want to make sure you're there on march 24th it's gonna be a great day we're gonna get to celebrate uh, just the lord's faithfulness to our church uh, the stories that go into moments like this profound experiences with the lord where jesus is changing us uh, we're gonna get to share those stories we're gonna get to celebrate together it's gonna be a really wonderful day yeah. uh, in the life of our church yeah church you should be so encouraged uh there's so many incredible things god's doing around stonegate and uh, yeah, it's an amazing time in the life of our church. Mm -hmm. So it really is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're here for you guys. Uh, for a lot of you out there, if you have questions or you're wrestling through any of the topics we talked about today, yep. we would love to connect with you. Uh, hope you're in a community group. Uh, these are great conversations for community groups to have together. Uh, but we'd also love uh, to engage with you directly. So if there's anything we can do to connect with you, reach out, let us know. Uh, we love you, church, and hope you have an amazing week. Yeah, yeah. Yep.